Hey, before we get to today's show, we have a massive announcement. We're thrilled to offer our Charlotte Soccer Show listeners the perfect deal for the holiday season. Rare and Retro Soccer is the first buy-sell-trade soccer kit store in the Queen City. It's Charlotte's only vintage and retro soccer jersey store, and the selection is amazing. I purchased a really nice Adidas Charlotte Independence windbreaker that I wore to last season's playoff match at home, and everybody was asking me where I got it. Danny, he bought his daughter a vintage Club America kit, and over Thanksgiving, his daughter was getting compliments from extended family throughout the entire weekend about how cool and unique the jersey was. With over 200 different clubs and countries to shop from, you can find the perfect gift for the soccer lover in your life. Or why not just treat yourself? Add another kit to your collection. I promise you're going to find something here at Rare and Retro that you don't have already in your closet. Authenticity is guaranteed. The store is located in such a convenient location in South Charlotte at 2935 Providence Road. And here's the best part. Rare and Retro Soccer have been kind enough to offer Charlotte Soccer Show listeners 15% off their purchase. All you have to do is use coupon code SOCCERSHOW15, that's S-O-C-C-E-R-S-H-O-W-1-5, when shopping online at rareandretrosoccer.com or Head to the store. That's what Danny and I did. We went over to the store. It's really cool. But when you go to the store, make sure you mention Charlotte Soccer Show when you're there and you'll still get that 15% off. Now, on to the show. There was a gaffer, had a crown, and Dino was his name. Oh, D-E-A-N-O, 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 yeah, Dino was his name. Oh. Charlotte Soccer Show. We're here at Community Matters Cafe, one of my favorite places to record the show, and it's a special occasion, Danny. You picked this spot. It was a fantastic idea to come here uh, because what Community Matters does is it restores hope. And on this chilly Tuesday morning, I'm going to ask you this question, Danny, and it's will and has Dean Smith restored hope? <laughs> into the Charlotte FC supporters fan base. It's official. Dean Smith is the Charlotte FC manager. Well, Johnny, it's emoji official, at least. We have not seen uh, textual confirmation from any uh, social media channels or email accounts. Um, it's 2023. Emoji official is emoji a real thing. Emoji official is official. <laughs> I can say from my sources, I've also got it GIF official. I've got it acronym official as well. So uh, we've got all kinds of various degrees of officiality here it's a breaking news tuesday and when it matters come to community matters there's a little tagline for y'all uh we're, we're loving life and i can't believe that uh it took the, well i can believe it took this long i think the timing's fine i think the timing's perfect i woke up i woke up yesterday and i said it within the next 48 hours i know we'll have a new manager it didn't it only took 24 25 and uh it's dino it's dino baby I'm having an English breakfast tea on this Tuesday morning <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, to, to celebrate our new manager, Dan. I know you've got a coffee as well. Cheers. I'm on my third coffee of the morning. I'm hyped. Cheers to that. So we're, we're going to talk about this. We've, we've talked to, to people across the pond who um, got to know Dean Smith a little bit. We've, oh, yeah. I've talked to a, a journalist. So uh, the buzz. Is, we, <laughs> we, got, we heard the buzz from across the pond on, uh, from Billy the Beak. Well, I've talked to a journalist that has covered Dean Smith extensively, uh, somebody that covered him um, not very extensively as well because his stop at uh, Norwich City wasn't a very long one, but he was there indeed. So we've been canvassing uh, around uh, the UK, talking to folks about, uh, about Dean Smith and what we can expect for him here in Charlotte. This morning, Danny, the club made it official. And they put out, I think, a, a bunch of really good quotes, obviously, from Zoran Cronetta, from David Tepper, and from the 52-year-old former Premier League boss himself. Uh, Dean Smith, quote, says, I am honored to be appointed as the next head coach of Charlotte FC and cannot wait to start preparations for the 2024 season. Hey, Coach, I've got news for you. Those preparations start <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get into that as far as free agency opening 
tomorrow, that is Wednesday, December uh, 13th. Uh, Smith went on to say, throughout the interview process, it was clear that this is an ambitious club with the right ingredients for success, and I'm delighted to begin a new chapter in Charlotte. This is a unique opportunity to be part of a project with so much potential to take to new heights in Major League Soccer. I'd like to thank Mr. Tepper, Zoran, Joe, and the rest of Charlotte FC leadership for entrusting me to lead this team, and I look forward to meeting everyone involved with Charlotte FC. Danny Brams, what's your reaction to that? Great statement. I love, uh, you know, you can only say so much in sort of these official press statements, so you really are, I'm looking for like key words to pop out, and the key words that pop out are ambitious, ingredients, and, you know, project. You know, like we're still a project, we're still in our second year, we we improved from year one to two, year two, and we need to make a massive leap from year two to year three, and Dean Smith's the guy to do it now at this point. He's been entrusted with the job, and, and I'm pretty excited. Like this, as this search has gone on, like... The, the names just kind of circled and, and went around and around. And, you know, I famously, like, I hammered the table for, like, pounded the table, like, get someone with MLS experience, get someone with MLS experience. But that's probably a fault, fault uh, you know, a failure of ambition on my part because I probably never really even dreamed that we could go out there and get someone who's an established Premier League manager, who's managed multiple clubs, uh, you know, with varying degrees of success. I, I've heard from, you know, you could say, oh, he failed to save Norwich, he failed to save Leicester. But I talked to Leicester fans who were like, oh, man, he gave us our best possible chance to do it. Our, the, our club was totally screwed, and Dean Smith, you know, saved us and gave, brought us to the last day with a chance to get up, you know. So, like, it's not like he was a total failure or anything like that. Um, uh, I think, and then what he did with Villa speaks for itself, obviously. And what he did for Brentford, you know, always finished top half of the table every season there when he managed at Brentford. And, and you met, you know, we, like, he just has, like, really good experience. I... I I think ultimately his success and his knowledge and the, the thing that he's trying to build and what we're trying to build coalesce in such good ways. And also, he has already some Carolina roots, as you brought up in the last episode, so it's not like he's coming in here cold to the United States and the Carolina specifically. So it's like that kind of trumps all I was saying about MLS experience, and it really makes this, to me, the perfect fit. The perfect fit. Dean Smith here. Back in the Carolinas, and, yeah, exactly. and, in, and in Ode to yeah. one of the greatest coaches right. in American history, right. the and great Dean Smith in at, Carolinas at, at, history. In Carolinas yeah. history, yeah. I, I made the joke on uh, Twitter yesterday. I was like, "Oh man, we can really innovate and bring the four corners offense to soccer." Hopefully, we, that doesn't happen because the four corners offense was notoriously very boring and meant to kill the clock. We don't really want to see that, and we can talk a little bit of, in a minute or two about Dean Smith's style and what we can expect to see. But uh, the name uh, conversion is absolutely almost, that's like the sign from the gods that's like everything else is like pointing in the right direction. And then this is like the, <laughs> well, yes, of course you hire Dean Smith to coach the Carolinas football club. Why wouldn't you, you know? Uh, some more quotes. This one from uh, owner David Tepper, uh, who's made yet another hire. Uh, he says, quote, we're excited to welcome Dean and his family to Charlotte to become the next head coach of Charlotte FC. We're confident his leadership and experience will help evaluate, elevate, excuse me, our club beyond its first playoff appearance into a championship team. Well, well said. Not his, not his first hire, not his last hire <laughs> that he's going to be making. Uh, but uh, you do love that uh, Mr. Tepper got it done. I, you know, we we have no beef with Tepper. I know there's plenty of people in the fan base that are like, rah, 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 fuck Tepper. You know, that's that's not what we're here for. But uh, uh, the the bottom line is yeah. there was four candidates that made the. The final interview right. process for Charlotte FC. Dean Smith was the clear number one choice, yeah. and the club made it happen. And David Tepper paid for it as well. Yeah. Uh, we don't know the details of the contract, but I guarantee you, Dean Smith's making a good chunk of money, a good chunk of money, and probably is one of the most well-paid coaches in MLS. And probably more than Christian Latanzio was making, and probably more than MAR was making. You know, like no yeah, doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, hundred percent. Let's just continue to roll through these quotes because um, Zoran Cronetta uh, spoke as well. He said Dean is a well-respected manager with over a decade of professional coaching, including at the highest level of the game in the Premier League. We're delighted to welcome him to Charlotte FC. He's a proven track record of sporting success across multiple levels of professional football, and his man management style will be welcomed by our locker room. Dean's excited to hit the ground running in Charlotte, and we look forward to welcoming him and his family soon. 
what I really enjoy about that quote is before the show we were talking about segments that we were going to do and we talked about how Dean is going to have to hit the ground running Yeah, and yeah, Zora, yeah. Zora knows that as well uh, that Dean's going to have to do that um, I love the quote here about uh, the proven track record of sporting success across multiple levels and his man management style Right, that's a quote from a sporting director Zoran was the one clearly leading this coaching search and I think what we've learned about Charlotte FC and the locker room that we have is that you know this this changing room requires a, a manager that is able to not necessarily be like a 100% players coach, Danny, but like really be an emotional leader, be somebody that can manage right. the, the feelings of a bunch of young men who are playing at a professional level and, and all the, the stress and anxiety that, that comes with that. And I think Dean Smith and his experience man managing some of the best players in the world right now, and I'm talking about guys like Jack Grealish, Ollie Watkins, Liano Martinez, players mm-hmm. that are at the very top, top level of yep. soccer. He can bring that experience into the Charlotte FC dressing room. Right, and he built something that lasted. He, he didn't last at Aston Villa. He only he brought them up from the championship to the Premier League, and then they almost got relegated the year after, which happens to a lot of promoted sides. They survived. Oh, when you and, when, and when then, you come up and survive, that's his yeah. best, biggest accomplishment and, that you can have. And it's almost more impressive than getting to promoted. survive. Yeah, for sure. And then to, to finish the next season, eleventh, and then bad start in his fourth season, got sacked. But Villa goes on, and Villa, he he built something that lasted even beyond his time there. Villa now is one of the top clubs in the Premier League. Just beat Arsenal and Manchester United, or Manchester City, excuse me. Like Villa, like so, like that's something exciting to think about. Is that like what Dean's the roots that Dean? Oh by oh by the way, Leicester, they did a little bit of a rebuild when they went down, but Leicester's dominating in the Championship. They're coming right back up, even though he couldn't keep them up. He put some principles in place in a short time there. So like this is a guy who like is building things and like building things that last. I think that's great. It must be pointed out for sure. I got to get this quote in because it's from our tremendous friends of the of the show. Uh, Charlotte President Joe LeBlou. Uh, LeBou says, A priority for this club remains progress both on and off the pitch. Dean has a strong track record of winning results, authentically connecting with supporters, and ingraining himself in the local community, which are all important responsibilities for our head coach. I mean, that just nails it, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think, you know, we talked in previous episodes about Ashley Westwood and, and his ability to bring that English football culture here to Charlotte and create that connectivity with the supporters. Now, not only do we have our captain that's doing that, Danny Rams, we have a manager that's doing right. that as well. And you mentioned the connections here in the Carolinas as well. His son playing with Greenville Triumph. Mm-hmm. And Asheville. And Asheville, also, yeah, exactly yeah. right. He's been here playing in the Carolinas for about five years you now. You have to figure he might have had a Christmas at Bill more over the year, <laughs> at one point, you know, over the years, who knows? He's not flying blind, is my point. Right. He's been here yeah. before. He's been to this part of the world, and I think that he's going to find it very easy to connect with this group of supporters mm-hmm. here in Charlotte. Because I, I want to give credit to the supporters, right? And I know there's been some rocky times, and there's been some some. I don't want to call it scandal, but there's been drama, <laughs> right? There's been drama. And throughout the drama, sure, you know, people have, you know, spouted off and said some things, but ultimately, 98% of the time, the Charlotte FC supporters are always doing exactly what they're described as, supporting. Mm -hmm. They want to support. They want to show up. They want to build a positive atmosphere. And I think... The, the foundation has been laid by the supporters for Dean Smith to come into Charlotte and have success. Yeah, and I always say you never want the manager to be your favorite thing about your club. You'd hopefully have a better connection with the squad and the players and your fellow supporters and just the, the community. But you need to feel good about your manager. And your man, you need to connect with your manager. And that's what Latanzio never did. Yeah. Um, and what I hear about Dean Smith is every stop he's had along the way what, what do they always say? People may forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And Dean Smith has made everyone in his past feel great about their time spent in the company of Dean Smith. Like, no one has a bad word to say about the guy. Like, uh, like that's got to count for something. Like, if people came to me and said, oh, we're, we're about to hire Christian Latanzio, a former Charlotte FC fan, what do you think about the time he was there? I wouldn't have that greatest thing. I would I would look for nice things to say because I'm a nice guy, but it's like, you know, I'd be searching for in some ways. Whereas just like the chatter on Dean Smith is great guy. Like like I said, Billy Billy the Bee, our friend of the show, you know, he hosts the Brentford Bees podcast. He's like a legendary British football 
you know, well, fan caster what, out there. Yeah, what know, I'll say. A, uh, a, a North Star for us on this show in many ways. Well, this is what I'll say about Billy the Bee is, is that what he's doing in London with Brentford is exactly what we are doing here with Charlotte FC. And he's been doing it for a lot longer. Right. And he's got a lot more experience. Since the fanzine days. And, you know, it, and... It, he is as close to that club as just about anybody. And remember, that was before Brentford was in the Premier League. Right, right. Yeah, and we checked in with him, and he says, you know, Dean's in. I'm coming to, he said, I'm flying across the pond to see a game. I love Dean. Dean's amazing. You know, like, very good bloke. You know, you got to love when you get someone describes you as just a good bloke. And he says, one thing to watch out for, a little intelligence. You know, this isn't just a love fest. Just keep an eye out. It'll be interesting to see if he brings Richard O'Kelly with him. So that's a name to keep on mind. Richard O'Kelly is... Dean Smith starts to hit the ground running and build this staff. You know, like, it, it's, it, there's no time to waste. It, what I want to see is, who's he going to hire? Is he going to bring in Richard O'Kelly? Is he going to uh, have a sit-down here, maybe? He should, I'm surprised he's not sitting down here at a table at Community Matters just <laughs> down the way with the captain, Ashley Westwood, uh, to figure a few things out. But I want, I want to know about a powwow that's going to happen. We, the, we have to figure the release said that it's coming after um, some visa issues, so it may take a week for him to get here. Uh, but he can work remotely think. if he has to. Yeah. And by the way, he's yeah, going he to have to. to. Yeah. Like, so I want him connecting with the captains. I want him building his staff. I want him targeting positional needs and things like that. We've talked about how we both want to see some center back depth added. That's got to be like... We have some breaking news that we'll share in a minute about we've, we we haven't gained any players this uh, free agency period that just opened up, but we've already lost one. No pun intended there. McKen- <laughs> Mackenzie Gaines officially headed to Nashville. Uh, breaking news as we started to tape this episode. Yeah, Mackenzie Gaines, who uh, started his MLS career in Austin, came up the road here to Charlotte, and now he's doing the two-step over to, to, to Nashville. He's, um, if not anything else, he's... Exploring some of the best cities in the South. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's got he's done the Austin, Charlotte, Nashville like hipster tour now with his career. He grew up in Austin, and uh, the only move left for him is to go to Portland at this <laughs> you know at this point you know like because we uh, or or maybe if they open up a team in Brooklyn, uh, I could see uh, Park Slope, Park Slope FC. If if uh, if that happens, I could see it as well. So we've reacted uh, to to the hiring, and I think you and I both think that uh, this is a is a quality hire. For Charlotte FC, uh, secondly, you know, is he a fit in Charlotte? I think we both answered that with a with a yes for sure. Um, and I think, you know, thirdly, we need to talk about the management style. And I've got, and we're going to get into our concerns because there certainly has to be some concerns here, right? But 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 his management style to me is something that people are going to be asking about. When Dean Smith is announced at a press conference, um, I'm sure he'll be asked about his management style there. But there's certain things that I know he likes to talk about, that he likes to teach, and those things seem pretty uh, intoxicating, especially the two strikers. Yeah, so <laughs> I, you know, I do my digging as this, as as the coaching search started to narrow, and uh, you know, shout out to Robin Frazier, Freddie Juarez, and Frank Lampard, who are all finalists and got a chance to get in the building. Uh, Robin Fraser especially, I think, deserves a chance to manage again very soon in MLS. Freddie Juarez, I was always put off by the fact that he, he was a head coach and he quit Real Salt Lake to go be an assistant at Seattle Sounders. And then he wanted to be – I was never really down with like that whole thing. I, you know, Maybe there's a reason, but uh, you know, on the surface that bugged me. So uh, we got the right guy, right? So I start digging on, on Dean Smith, and I'm thinking, what? how does he coach? What's his style? I'm hearing lots of things that I like, which are – Quick passes, possession-based uh, dominance, but with a per- possession with a purpose. You know, as people say, I'm like, you know. So uh, I, I found this website, EliteSoccerCoaching.net. You, anyone can look this up. That has a profile page on Dean Smith. So this is more than just what reporters are saying. This is what coaches are saying about their fellow coaches' style. And he offers these coaching sessions at Elite Soccer, right? And so I think that's a good. What does he want to focus on? That's what he's going to bring to us. And among the coaching sessions, this is the one that intrigues you the most, Johnny. Playing with split strikers, uh, you know he's got crossing and finishing. He's got deep runs from midfield. You know some basic stuff. But playing with split strikers is something that we have always wanted to see in this club, and we haven't always gotten. And so you start to wonder. We've taken it as a given that our our first DP, Carol Swiderski, might be adios in January. What if he sticks around till summer and doesn't leave right away and plays with Enzo and Dean Smith figures out a way to make these guys click as a strike partnership? 
Well, I, I was thinking about Patrick Oshman. <laughs> oh, okay, honestly, okay, dude. Okay. I was. But well, yeah, either one of the two. Yeah, one. But no, it's a great. Pairings. No, it's a, it's a great point, and and. Uh, I'd be fine with Carol Sergeski playing the 10 or, or in the midfield tucked in behind both Capetti and Ajumong. Yeah. I mean, the, the job of a manager, Danny, is to get your best players on the pitch, mm-hmm. right? And the thought of Ajumong, Capetti, and Sergeski, the three of them being out there mm-hmm. together, working well in that final third, I mean, that's, that's pretty fucking good. I figure at some point in the next week and a half, two weeks, whatever, maybe less, maybe more, hopefully not more, we're going to get a chance to ask Dean Smith some questions. I know the first thing you're going to ask him is, have you seen the Ajumong tape? I know that's what you want to talk to this guy about. Well, certainly. I do. I do, And, and there's going to be a lot of questions heading his way. But just to think about that, though, um, playing with two strikers, I, I think the cool thing that Dean Smith has shown throughout his career, Danny, is his willingness to play expansive exciting football but also his willingness to understand that sometimes you have to batten down the hatches mm-hmm. sometimes you have to play with the low block based on the situation right. right when he's trying to survive at a place like Leicester and he knows that he cannot that he cannot uh, you know give up goals right. that you can't outscore teams especially on the road in the Premier League you've got to go with a plan and you have to Come up with match specific defending <laughs> tactics. Right. Which is the name of another one of the courses that he was offering at elitecoaching.net. So there you go. And I think one of the biggest concerns or the biggest gripes that we have with Christian Latanzio is that no matter the match situation, he played his style nine times out of ten. He yeah. was never going to change his tactical plan right. for the situation. And I think Dean Smith is going to come in here and he's going to study the roster. He's going to get to know the other clubs in MLS. He's going to realize how they play, and he's going to be flexible, and he's going to be willing to change and put players in great positions to have success. That that really excites me. Yeah, I mean, attractive football, right? Like, like a team that's fun. Like, the we always talk about, you know, a, a Saturday at Bank of America at the Fortress. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a party. The club goes all out to make sure it's a party. We have a lot of party time. But it's not always is the party come from what we're seeing on the pitch. There's been times. There's been times when Charlotte FC has just wowed us on the pitch. We're certainly capable of it. But the idea that that could be what we consistently bring to the table and know that you're always going to see great soccer along with your, your party at the bank, you know, as they call it, which I don't, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah. Think about that. Think about that. That's what a managerial uh, hire on this level can do. Again, I, again, I, I sold the clubs a little bit short. I, my aspirations were not as high as of thinking that we could get there. So, do you have any concerns, right? Because I certainly do, right? You hire somebody who has no MLS coaching experience whatsoever. You, yeah, you, you he doesn't hire, know the league. You, you hire somebody that. Um, is, failed twice to keep teams up. You know, it's yeah, just like, you, you hire somebody that is not only you know lacking in MLS experience. He's he's coming into the club in a very important roster building time, mm-hmm. and that's why we've kind of tongue in cheek been half joking about hitting the ground running and working remotely. It, there's no time here to kick back right. and enjoy the fact that you've been named manager at Charlotte FC, you actually need to get to work today because free agency starts on the 13th. Right. The Super Draft is next week. Right. And these roster-building moments in MLS might not get national news, Danny, right? Right. SportsCenter is not going to have MLS Super Draft reaction. No. They're not going to have MLS free agency reaction unless Inter-Miami signs somebody else for some crazy deal that I don't know how uh, fits into MLS <laughs> roster uh, rules. Suarez, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, but you're right. I mean, the Super Draft is right around the corner, and I, I doubt Dean Smith is familiar with the top college prospects that uh, that Ben O'Green and, and everyone have been out there scouting at the, at the combine or whatnot. So, so I think one of the things that Dean Smith has to do, and this is what any good leader does, right, is that there is a there is a um, 
there is a process in place. There's a foundation of employees who already work for the club. Mm -hmm. And this scouting department, I think one of the first things he needs to do is get on the horn with Ben Green, who was at MLS Showcase last week, mm -hmm. and talk to him, hey, who do you like? Yeah. Who are we looking at? Let's download on these on these college kids. Let's figure out who exactly we want to draft. Because I, I, I want to be very clear here. When it comes to Charlotte FC, the MLS Super Draft is actually a huge part of this club. When you think right. about guys like Patrick Ajemong, Ben Bender, Hamidi Diop, three players that, you know, two of them have made a massive impact for the club. Yep. Hamidi Diop, still, um, that's something out for debate, but we're going to find out here soon. Yeah, and like, again, I said, have, uh, has he seen, has Dean Smith seen the Patrick Ajemong tape? And then after you show him that tape, you say, we acquired this player via the MLS Super Draft, go find the next one next week, and oh, by the way, you don't know any of these guys. So yeah, that, that is a concern for sure. And it applies also to the free agent class around the league. You know, like he, we think we need center back depth. And, you know, does he really know who the best center backs in MLS are? He probably has some familiarity with some. He probably, like, there's always, I'm not going to underestimate a guy. Like, I don't think he knows nothing about the league because th th these guys are football nerds. Like, the, like, when your job is football, you tend to, like, pick up a lot. Like, I know a lot about guys, you know, in the J League and K League and the Belgian League. And I just play fantasy football. And so I imagine that a, a, a world-class manager, even if he's never managed an MLS, he probably knows some familiarity with some, some of the top players in MLS and just what the vibe is. So, like, here's where I disagree. And, and the reason why is because he has been managing in a, in a different pool of players. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Where when you come to MLS, the amount of players who are being discussed within Premier League scouting departments is is a very small number of, of players right these these managers true. are true he's he's been swimming in a different pool of talent is my point yeah and so, he, it's the zoran Cronetta pool you know over there in europe right right, right. so that's true that's very true we so. may not be really targeting other mls guys to, to bring in for our depth we may be looking for more i mean you can only have so many international slots we filled a lot of them but we might be getting rid of some. Will Carujo stick around? Like, he's got to make a decision on Carujo. Does Carujo fit into his plans? Because this is a guy who was our defender of the year in one season and was a ghost in, in the second season. Where does he fit in the middle? Well, this would be a really good time for me to promote uh, Charlotte Soccer City. Uh, you can go there on Substack, charlottesoccercity.substack.com. You can uh, go to our Twitter page. You can find a link to it there as well. Um, I wrote a story about Charlotte FC's under-the-radar players. I asked, can these squad players get into the starting 11 under a new manager? Ben Bender, uh, of course, you know, came off injured against Philadelphia. What's his future with the club? Somebody that he was one of the top kit sellers in MLS. Yeah. He's somebody that this fan base, this supportership really loved. He's a guy that people just could connect with. They're like, this is a new club. This is a young number one overall pick who has a great name and he's a good looking kid who's exciting and dynamic on the field. I love Ben. People were just like, I love Ben Bender. And they just kind of made that their, their fandom identity. And it pan didn't really pan out for some people all the way as, as much as it should have, but it, the story's not over yet. It's not over yet. And Dean Smith is going to be one of the guys that makes the final decision. Vinny Mello, another player, the Brazilian, who mm -hmm. had a, a one moment at Bank of America Stadium where you know he showed what type of class he has. Bill Tuiloma. Uh, you mentioned Guzman Carujo. What about Brandon Cambridge as well? And then finally, Hamidi Diop. You know, there's a group of players here in Charlotte that uh, I, I would consider them squad players. And I think mm -hmm. your club... And the reason why I wanted to write about squad players, Danny, is because your club sometimes is only as strong as your squad players. Yeah. Right? You can have superstars. You can you can be into Miami and have Lionel Messi, and you can miss the right. MLS Cup playoffs because your squad players aren't good right. enough. Because when Messi's not available for a game in Chicago, you go lose to the the Fire, one of the worst, one of the fellow worst teams in the league, etc. Like. And we found out last year through all the, all the huge fixture list and all the injuries and things we dealt with, a couple international guys. Like we didn't even have as bad as other clubs, but we felt the crunch of depth. So like depth is everything, and it's going to be up to. We always felt like there was no sense to. Latanzio would rotate at times, but it was all like this mad scientist tinkering. There was never any like reasonableness or like sensicalness that that was discernible from the outside as far as like why guys are resting and rotating and who who has places like. Like, you know how, like, right. when you're on, on a soccer club, when you're in a, a corporate environment, wherever you're part of a team, everybody needs to know their role. And I felt like in the previous regime, 
there's a lot of like, what is my role? The guys didn't really have established clear roles necessarily, or their role would change, or they would they would be asked to try on a role for a day, and it would go horrible or great, and then it would never have there would be no follow up training and stuff like that, you know. So it's like it's just weird stuff. Well, the good news is for players who you know are in this group that you know who necessarily Danny didn't see the, the pitch a lot even when they were healthy when you have a new manager you have, there's, a, there's a fresh set of eyeballs mm-hmm. right and, and you have an opportunity right, and, like, and every single person at this club has an opportunity right. to, to show the new manager that they're the worthwhile player mm-hmm. and you're talking about players who have always been in the lineup right and I'm going to throw another name out there uh, I did this on the last episode I'm going to do it again a guy named Brett Bronico Right. Brad Bronico, he's always been a player that has proven himself to a manager. Now he's got to do it all over right. again right. with with Dean Smith. And you can and, and I can promise you that Brad Bronico is going to take that and that's going to be a positive challenge right. for number 13 in the middle for Charlotte FC. It's like, who, time to stop flipping houses. I guess I got to go work out again. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, 100%. And I, I, let me share a theory with you, right? Um, because, you know, you talked about um, – yeah, David Tepper, and how he's somebody that has been criticized. Right? Here's my theory: that just based on where the Panthers are right now, right, which is rock bottom, which is PR nightmare, which is just the source of the David Tepper criticism. Right. You have to find a way at Tepper Sports and Entertainment. To flip that script, you have to figure out a way to connect David Tepper with this community in a way that feels organic, that feels mm-hmm. real, and that pushes back against that narrative that David Tepper is a horrible owner, that he's making right. all the wrong decisions, that he's meddling with things too much. Heading into the January transfer window, hiring Dean Smith, mm-hmm. I think that there's a clear effort here coming from David Tepper's office. He's starting to look at Charlotte FC and realize that if I pour money into this, if we do build a a winning soccer culture in Charlotte, then, yeah, sure, the NFL is the NFL. But I've got a chance here to start to rebuild my image. And it actually doesn't start with the NFL organization. It starts with Charlotte FC. Right. You're mad about the Panthers facility in York County never panning out? Well, hey, we got eight. They did build an open AHPP, and it's an awesome world-class facility. You know, you're mad about the Panthers' number one pick not working out and questionable trades and whatnot of those picks. Well, hey, Charlotte FC gained ground and made the playoffs and beat Messi and went to the quarterfinals of the League's Cup. And, you know, like... And Copa America right. signed up to come right. here. Right, exactly. To, be in the, exactly. to, to play that's, a semifinal and third-place game here at Bank of America. I was talking to friends. I went to MLS Cup on Saturday, and I, I met a group of friends from all over the country, even a guy from England. And everybody was talking about Copa America. People were like, can you get me tickets? People were already like, hey, I want to go to both semis in the final. And uh, Danny Brams, I'm, I'm counting on you to get me tickets to one of those semis. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm going to do my best for sure. But, like, that's the vibe for sure. So, like, that's going to be a huge uh, hype generator, money generator. And you're right, David Tepper has to be able to see that there is money in soccer. And, like, the, the soccer is a way – it already has been and it can even more so be – a way to generate positive goodwill and press and headlines while you wait for the NFL team to come around. Because it, 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 the NFL is a, game, a league where things can turn around quickly, but you're right, the Panthers are a rock bottom. And it's gonna like it's not turning around until next season at the earliest. They're, they're pretty much playing out the string here for another two months. So it's just like... And, and, and it's a theory, right? This, this is not something that I, that I know or believe to happen, but it just feels right. right. And it's not manipulative. I mean, we needed a coach, but they, they swung big. The idea of swinging big on a coach, it tells me, what if we do ever do the famed buy down of Camille Yosviak's DP contract and open up that third slot again and go after someone huge? You know, like that's not out of the off the table. It's not out of the question. No, it's not. Maybe Dean Smith wants to go. You know, I mean, we're not we're not going to go sign Jack Graylish, but uh, he had a guy named uh, Kieran Dewsbury Hall uh, at Leicester in his short time there, who's dominating the championship now. He's like uh, just a, you know, he probably, Hall probably wants to go to the Premier League, but like, I'm just saying, like, there's guys out there who are like super talented that are like, that could dominate in MLS, like Carlos Heel type stuff that we could bring in for a decent spend, but not an outlandish spend. And we could turn someone into a superstar in MLS. 
So it's official, and it's, it's really nice to say, here, say that here on the podcast this morning. We're at Community Matters, and Dean Smith is the new Charlotte FC gaffer. The 52-year-old is coming here to Charlotte pending his visa. He will be here in town within the next week or so. There'll be an introductory press conference at some point, Charlotte Soccer Show, plans to be there uh, to talk to Dean Smith to ask him hey what made you say that Charlotte is the next stop because I wanted to make this point on today's show and we haven't yet Danny Brown and it's that there's a club in England who made a last-ditch effort after seeing the news that Dean Smith was potentially going to sign on with Charlotte FC Stoke City made a call. There's no doubt about it to yeah. Dean Smith's agent to say, hey, can we get you at the last minute here? We see you're about to go to Charlotte uh, FC. They were firing their manager one way or the other, but and they're like, hey, we're firing in ours. Let's go try, try to get Dean if we can. So is Charlotte FC a bigger club than Stoke City? No, I just think the commitment to the project is what it was. Like, he didn't want another reclamation project and, like, parachute into a bad team and, and try to save him. Like, you know, albeit a little bit earlier this time than some of his previous stops. He's here because his son lives here. He's here because he wants to enter a new stage of his life as I think he's, what, 52 years old, you know, and I think he wants to, like, put down roots in Carolina. Like, would, would you rather live in Charlotte, North Carolina, a paradise, or would you rather have to do it on a cold, rainy night in Stoke every fucking night, you know? It's just like... Because Dean Smith, he's been tabbed to help teams survive the Premier yeah. League. But he's never taken the job to help a team survive the championship. Right. And Stoke City right now sits at 20th place in the championship. They are, after 20 games played, have 21 points, and they are 28 points off the top. You mentioned Leicester City. They're top right now. And as far as playoffs are concerned, you know, and this goes to show the championship, only nine points off the playoff, but still. Yeah, I mean, you... Uh you figured the call came in, like you said, and Dean's agent said, well, we have this offer from Charlotte. Can you double it? Because if not, we're going to America. You know? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. Um, it's, it's the Charlotte Soccer Show. Thank you so much, everybody, for, for listening to this episode. Uh, it's, it's awesome, Danny. And um, one thing that I, I wanted to make sure that we did uh, before the, the end of this episode was uh, talk about your trip to, to Columbus. Oh, I mean. Ta- talk about your trip to, to MLS Cup. And um, first and foremost, what was it like to kind of witness a team lift the trophy? And and did you start dreaming about Charlotte FC and potentially doing that here? It was amazing. The spectacle, the pomp and circumstance, the the pyrotechnics, the fireworks going off. Uh, you know, tons of video. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be you know a friend of MLS on this venture. Uh, in terms of the fact that I got invited to the hospitality suites for free uh, food and drink. So I was enjoying some great tacos, some great cocktails, just sipping down rum old fashions the whole damn night. And uh, just getting in the mood. Columbus put on a spectacle. I love their soccer-specific stadium. I love the supporters section having the stand-up. Like, they have uh, bleachers that you can sit on, but they fold the bleachers up during the game, so everybody's standing and kind of leaning on those bars that, you know, a lot of the soccer-specifics do. I I wish we had that in our supporters section, maybe... I, I, here's another thing. Just you talk about the Panthers and Charlotte FC rubbing off the Panthers. Here's my million dollar idea for you, David Tepper. I know you're listening, or or someone who is listening can get you this message. Put a supporter section in the NFL. In the have a Panthers supporter section. Be the first NFL team with a supporter section. Let soccer rub off on the NFL for once. Uh, but I've heard you say it on the yeah. show before, and I thought it was a good idea the first time, and I think it's a, a better idea the second time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. So supporters for Columbus were in full voice, in full force. I got to go down. The funniest thing, I was a little bit embarrassed about this because I didn't know this was being videotaped, but like someone posted a video of this, uh, <laughs> an acquaintance of mine, a friend of mine that plays the So Air fantasy game, uh, that I was, I was hanging out with him, and uh, he was in our group of people. And I went down because I was toasty, and it was it was early pregame. So I, I saw Andrew Weeby and someone else doing uh, like a pregame hit for for Apple, I think, for all the pregame coverage. And I wasn't I wasn't harassing them while they were live, but while, but while they were waiting to go live, I, I have too much respect for the craft to like yell at them while they're on. But while they were sitting there like getting ready to go live, I was yelling for the crown, Weeby, for the crown. And I was like pointing to the crest and everything. Love it. And. Uh, 
Thankfully, that part didn't go. The video was just me cheersing them, which you know, you, you know, it was it was all in good fun. It, it was just great to see. You and there. I did make eye contact with Weeby. Like Weeby saw me. He saw me. He saw the crest. He knows that I know that he knows <laughs> uh, that the crown represented the MLS Cup because I don't want them thinking. Oh, Charlotte's just, you know, Charlotte supporters, they're into their Charlotte thing. They show up at Bank of America, but they're not really part of MLS culture. They're not woven into the fabric. Well, no, neutral fucking Charlotte supporters drove seven hours at four in the morning to go see the final of MLS Cup. And the reason we did it is because the tickets were free. But other than that, it's also because we love MLS and we're part of this league, for sure. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've got to say, I think it's... Um Part of the soccer culture for me is uh, there's a club that I support um, that says to dare is to do, and I, I always like to say, um, you know, dare to dream, and I think mm. that's the whole part of being a su soccer supporter is is going somewhere like MLS Cup and watching LAFC versus Columbus Crew and daring to dream that that would happen at the Fortress one night. Yeah that Charlotte FC could potentially host mm -hmm. MLS Cup one, one day and have 70,000 yeah. 70, people there. Uh, it would be absolutely incredible. Uh, just a, a couple other things that I wanted to talk about on today's show. First is we had a question about um, MLS playoffs from Tug Speedman last episode. Right. And we it was... Because we were going to do the whole episode on it and then the news broke. Yeah. So I just wanted to ask you that question just as c coming off of MLS Cup. You know, what was your takeaway from... Um, then do the revamped playoff format this year, the length of playoffs, just did it work? Does it still need to be tweaked? The cup final was amazing. The right two teams were there. Columbus was my pick to win it all uh, at the start of the playoffs. I thought they were the best team, even though since he had the shield. Nice work with that. And uh, LAFC was a worthy Western champion. I thought the West was overall weaker than the East in terms of depth of teams this year. Not surprised to see Columbus's strength show through and the, obviously the home field advantage helped too. And there was a questionable penalty goal. The final had everything. Quality goals, controversial goals, late goals, uh, you know, effort being shown everywhere, dominant midfield performances. It was a great match. Um, I think overall, though, too long to get there. Hated having two international breaks in the middle of the playoffs. Like, we had to shut down the playoffs twice for international breaks. That sucks. And um, that means it's just too long. I think the, the early first round, like, best of three things were meant to sort of get extra games for Apple, maybe only got like two or three extra games. So is that really worth it? Probably not. Um, so I would just like to see, uh, also league, like part of the reason we're ending the season in the first week of December. Wait, longest season in MLS history, yeah, by the way. Yeah, it normally ends the third week of November usually. So like we're two weeks later than normal. League's Cup obviously through is what the, the reason for that. So they need to find a better way to schedule League's Cup. Don Garber raved and about, we're super happy with the MLS new format. The new playoff format were great. We're totally thrilled with it because it led to higher ratings, da 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 All I can say is, Don Garber, God bless him, love the commish. He can, he's welcome to come on the show anytime. I was not surprised at all to see him lustily booed at the trophy ceremony. But Columbus Crew fans have reason to hate him, especially because they think he didn't do enough to help save the crew back in 2018, 2019. But um, he... Uh, it doesn't ingratiate himself to fans very well as much as he does league sponsors and partners. Let's just put it that way. Well, name me a commissioner that doesn't really do that. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Across the, the global uh, sporting world, it's tough. Fair enough. It's yeah. tough. It's tough in that position. And by the way, I'm not making an excuse for him. No. Because no. I think the best commissioner is the one that can connect with fans and understand that, yes, mm -hmm. they are running a business, but without the – Without the fans, the business is absolutely... They can't all be Paul Tagliabue. Nothing. I think yeah. for me, my biggest uh, gripe with the MLS playoffs is international breaks happening right in the middle of the playoffs. Yeah. It just totally crushes the momentum. Mm -hmm. It makes it feel like the season's already over. And then coming on the back end of that, after three-game series with knockout one-match games, not right. even two-legged games. Teams going three weeks between playoff matches. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah. Let's, let's figure out yeah. a way to, to, to keep that momentum um, after the, the supporter's shield is uh, given, which, you know, could happen two, three weeks before the end of the mm -hmm. season, uh, but typically, you know, happens a little closer to the end of the season. Let's keep that momentum and, and award a trophy a little sooner than many, many weeks. I like nine teams getting in. I didn't mind that. Didn't like the best of three. Other than that, whatever. I just, the best of three for me, I, I know that it guarantees a game at both stadiums, but 
so does a two-legged tie. Yeah. MLS has a weird anti-away goals thing. They just, for whatever reason... Well, you don't just, have to do that. You don't have to count away goals in a two-legged tie. You can just take that rule away. True. Liga MX took it away. But then they went with an even worse tiebreaker. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. For me, I think the key would be to play the first game away. If you're Because mm-hmm. con- I think what happens is sometimes people get concerned about the two-leg tie mm-hmm. in that if the first game is 3-0, it's like, oh, we're going to go and do 3-0 again. But, hey, I've seen, I've seen ties... Get turned around from oh, yeah. three down, oh, yeah. but if you if you do the lower the the lower seed, you play the first game there, and then the second game at home, and it's a two legged tie, and it's um, not away goals don't matter, and if it's tied at the end, it goes to PKs right. or extra yeah. times than PKs. I think right. that works because both teams Better get a game. A third extra game, yeah. Both teams both teams get a game. So I um, just wanted to make sure we answered that on on today's show. Thanks, Stephen. Uh, yeah, Tug. I'm, I'm, I appreciate you, Danny, getting in your car, making that drive. I think that was really cool. Um, it shows your love for the game, so shout out to you yeah. uh, for doing that. And then I have one more thing on the agenda today. Um, you probably heard it before uh, the show, and that is um, welcoming our new partner, Grand Retro Soccer, to Charlotte Soccer Show. Yes, indeed. Just want to give a shout out to them at the end of the episode, and just you know talk about Grand Retro just from my point of view, and just saying that I'm absolutely thrilled to have our first partner and the reason why ran retro soccer is our first partner is because what they do is exactly what we want to support here locally in town we want to grow soccer organically with local small businesses and Raren retro soccer right. is the shining example of that and hopefully like businesses that fit the mission and like go with the show obviously uh, you know, not like Dunder Mifflin or anything like that. Um, but, you know, hey, maybe we're corporate sellouts for finally adding some ad copy to the show. But uh, I would say we'd never do anything we didn't believe in. And Rare and Retro is a spot that we checked out. It's kind of funny that we're talking about this on the day that McKinsey Gaines leaves the club because uh, he was a fan of Retro. He was like the biggest fan on the Charlotte SC squad of Rare and Retro soccer. He was a frequent uh, visitor on their Instagram streams and stuff like that. Really cool shop. Like... All the, the stories John told are true. I got a jersey there for my daughter, and she loves it. She's wearing it to, like, spirit day at school. She wore it to, like, family gathering at, at uh, Thanksgiving. She's all about it. So, uh, yeah, I think go use that code that you heard uh, at the start of the show, Soccer City. No, uh, Soccer Show 15. Soccer Show 15. Sorry. Use, yeah. that, use that code, Soccer Show 15, at, rare, season. at rareandretrosoccer.com. Get 15% off your purchase. And I'm telling you. The selection of current and classic kits, as well as T-shirts, hats, license plates, covers. This store is everything dedicated to the beautiful game. It's it's a really, really cool place to, to find stocking stuffers, to find special gifts for the soccer, soccer lover in your life. And, that, that's, and that's really why we wanted to bring it to the show. And, and I wanted to talk about it organically with you here now, Danny, because, I mean, this is a really proud moment because we don't need to, to have partners on this show. We could just continue to do what we have been doing. But I think one thing we really want to do is uplift a place like Rare and Retro Sports and Rare and Retro Soccer and have them find a foothold here in Charlotte and help their business thrive. And we want to support a place like here. By the way, Community Matters Cafe. Exactly. We're here at Community Community Matters for a reason because yep. we want to support this place and we want to grow local business. Listen, I, I've got nothing against corporate America. Corporate America makes the, the, the Wall Street uh, ticker go. And it helps a lot of people. And for those of you who do have corporate jobs out there, keep getting that money. Keep getting those benefits. Do what you've got to do to, to provide for, for you and, and your family. But uh, without local businesses, we are nothing right. here in town. And when you lose local businesses, you lose your culture, you lose the, the fabric and the people uh, that are so important to this city. So shout out to Rand Retro Soccer. So, so glad for for having you as our first partner on the show. Um, with that, Danny Brams, um, that's that's the end of the show. We appreciate everybody being here today. Uh, make sure you get to Community Matters when you get a chance. Make sure you go to rareandretrosoccer.com, pick up a, a sick kit. Um, I was looking at some old Norwich City kits this morning. Uh, they had Tim Krul, a number one goalkeeper kit. 
but, the penalty stopper. But I just, I was not, I'm just not a fan of Tim Krul. I thought he was horrible at Norwich. Yeah. Part of the reason why they got relegated under uh, Dean Smith. But that's another story for another day. Yeah, the selection is great. I, I'm doing a, a huge. I've already bought a bunch of Charlotte FC Christmas gifts uh, for family and which, friends. Which, this by the year. way, they have that there. Yeah, and there are. Yeah, and actually, like. They, uh, sometimes they even get sometimes they come across a mint kit like the mint kit's out of print at this point and you can actually sometimes find it at Rare and Retro it's always worth going there because you never know exactly what they have sometimes it's fun just to go to window shop even like and hit the bagel place across the street but um, you can also get like the blue and white the, the uh, blue and white Carolina kit is, is phasing out so that's going to become harder and harder to find Rare and Retro is going to become your spot to get it but I, I got a bunch of gift ideas uh from there and from the Charlotte FC team store. So uh, really happy that we are in this holiday season. Christmas is coming. I got an exciting little series, speaking of, since we're teasing everything here, let me just keep an eye on the YouTube channel. Uh, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to say exactly what my plan is, but I've been going back and watching every single goal scored by the team this year for a little Christmas-themed, New Year's-themed project. Uh, Stay tuned on that one. On the first day of Christmas, Danny Bramps gave this goal to me. <laughs> Something along those lines, sure. Charlotte Soccer Show, uh, follow us on X at For the Crown Baby. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Charlotte Soccer City and follow our Substack. It's new. Yeah. Charlotte Soccer City. You can find our writing there. And I promise you, I'm going to have a column about Dean Smith uh, coming out here soon. Yeah, Johnny, the writing's great. I love, shout out to you for adding that. We, we love the written word as much as the spoken word. So, uh, Things are expanding here in the Charlotte Soccer Show universe. We're happy that the TIFOs are alongside us. And follow us there. Uh, you've written everything so far. I've got some ideas for things I want to write. And we definitely talked about, we want to make it a bit of a community publishing platform. Yes. We've gotten some submissions already. Not sure what the publishing rollout is, go- is going to be, but some very interesting stuff is already coming across the radar. We want to see some more of that, so send it. We'll talk to you all very very soon we have more episodes coming we're going to react to free agency we're going to react to the mls super draft we're going to do a live reaction episode on the night of mls super draft i'm planning on doing that anyway we're going to make sure that works with your schedule danny if not uh, we'll make sure we do it uh, very soon after that but for now and as always danny bramps for the crown baby a gaffer had a crown and Dino was his name oh D-E-A-N-O 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 yeah Dino was his name oh